When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's another Bob and Tom Extra. This is Christopher. Not only is the Bob and Tom Show live every weekday morning, but every afternoon we'll give you a little extra in case you missed anything. On today's big show, Oscar nods, Moby Grape, and Halloween. It's coming up right after this. It's a new guest in the studio. And if I saw a photograph of uh, Nathan, Nathan Trenholm has joined us. I would say that you were uh, working on the Manhattan Project, yeah. an associate of Robert Oppenheimer. Yes. Like when I was growing up, I was told, uh, you know, don't smoke. It'll stunt your growth. Mm-hmm. So I didn't smoke. And I was told, uh, don't lift weights. It'll stunt your growth. <laughs> so I didn't lift weights. And I was told, don't sit too close to the TV. It'll ruin your vision. <laughs> So I didn't even watch TV. Uh-huh. And I was the biggest loser ever. <laughs> <laughs> but it all worked out in the end because uh-huh. now I'm five, six and a half with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> all right. yeah. Can you imagine what I'd look like if I had done all that stuff? <laughs> oh, good point. Uh-huh. Wow. Now, we've established the fact that you're a pretty young guy. You're kind of uh, sun-free. You look like you're... Um, yeah. <laughs> no, don't don't go outside. You're very white. Yes, <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. Do you? Not a boy. I do. That's where uh, most of my education comes from. Television. Television. I uh, watch. Uh, I was watching the Learning Channel, and they uh, they had this thing on about mermaids, and they said that what mermaids are is that sailors were out to sea so long that they just imagined that manatee were beautiful women. Oh. Do you have any idea how long I would have to be out at sea before I imagined having sex with a manatee? It turns out two hours. Wow. Not that long. Wow. Now, you talk a lot about sex on stage. Are you uh, concerned about that? For myself, I, like I feel very comfortable talking about sex, but I think a lot of that is because... I was taught about sex in high school, and it's weird how when you're younger, you just assume everyone else learns the same things. Like when I was in high school, we learned all about the different STDs, different sexual positions, and it wasn't until years later that I found out that not every high school has such informative janitors. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I got a friend, he'll be like, you know, if, if I was on a plane and it was going down, mm-hmm. I'd just have sex with the woman next to me. Uh-huh. You know, just for one last time. <laughs> and I am all for that. Oh, yeah. I just hope the woman next to me is attracted to my crying and pissing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what turns mommy on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, it's the quiet type. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, out for those for. guys. <laughs> Comedian Nathan Trenholm in the studio with us. Now, Nathan, where where are you living now? I'm uh, I'm living in Los Angeles oh. now. Mm-hmm. And I live with a guy and a girl. And uh, actually, the last time I was in town, I had some cookies. And I offered some of the cookies to my roommates, and the girl just got all mad at me. 
She's like, Nathan, I'm an actress. Actresses can't have carbohydrates. <laughs> I was like, you know, you mispronounce that word. Uh-huh. It's pronounced waitress. You're a waitress. You asked for it, you got it. More Bob and Tom. This is Bob and Tom Extra. Uh, Judd Hirsch. Yes. And John Williams both set Guinness World Records after their most recent Oscar nominations. Music composer John Williams. I bet I know his. I don't know Judd Hirsch's. uh, Became the oldest Oscar nominee ever after receiving a Best Original Score nomination at the age of 90 years, 350 days. Oh, that was, I was going to guess he, I bet he's, if not the, one of the most nominated people of all time. Gotta be. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And. He's won a bunch of them. Yeah. His musical scores are pretty good. So he's he's the oldest. And of course, he's admitted that he steals all of his tunes from um, Moby Grape. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Albums. He figures uh, no, nobody else has heard this. A lot of people know all the old <laughs> He speeds Moby him Grape. up. He slows yeah, him who's down. Gonna, yeah, who's going to really remember Who's going to remember Grape? that? And following his Best Supporting Actor nomination for The Fablements, Judd Hirsch... <laughs> Earned the record title for the longest gap between acting nominations. Do you remember what you would you at the Academy of I do. Uh, ordinary people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were just talking about that movie yesterday. That's weird. Forty-one years, three hundred forty-one days between Oscar nominations. Mary played, Taylor Moore is so good in that movie. He played Tyrone C. Berger. She's you know, frosty in that, isn't she? Oh, it's just um, this version of the story has the word um, Nana Ajarian. So in his 90s? 90 years old. Nonagerian. Like it doesn't exist? No, like octogenarian. I know, but it just sounds like... Nonagerian sounds like they're not going to tell you how old they are. Yeah, none of your business. (laughs) And now the song that became uh, the Star Wars theme by John Williams. This is uh, Moby Grape and Hey Grandma. See if you can hear the similarities. (laughs) That's uncanny. Absolutely. You know, the more you hear it, the more blatant it becomes. Yeah. Moby Grape. Okay, it's hurting my ears. I can't yeah, listen to it anymore. It's hard yeah. in my ears. <laughs> you can almost hear. You can almost <laughs> feel the stormtroopers marching. Yes, out of the, the, the sixties. That was hard in the ears. <laughs> yeah. took, took a lot of LSD to make that mellow out. <laughs> this is what they're playing here. I'm I'm off to Nam. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. Somebody introduced themselves recently as the biggest Moby Grape fan on earth. Whoa! And I thought, well, I, I don't need to talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, no idea. He, he, he maintains that they are responsible for everything. Very well, all right. Glad they enjoy them. Everything from I, Clap- I haven't heard enough to really judge. From Clapton to the Who, okay, yeah. they have a hit to the Beatles, Moby Not Grape that I know of. They were the musician's musician, right, Tom? I don't, I don't know anything about them, except I never got their records. Sorry. They sound like the Grateful Dead. I mean, they do. Yeah. It, it right? is of that ilk. Yeah. You know where I think they missed the boat is they should have had a scratch and sniff label. So it smelled oh. like grapes. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Maybe, maybe a big purple whale? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> smells like a big purple whale. <laughs> And that's sports, Tom. Good. Good, yes. I was thinking that. This is what you for. The most chilling words ever in a sports cast. Let me ask you something. Christy! Have you you seen the purple video of Taylor Swift 
She's naked in a purple bathtub kind of thing with all the waters. Lavender, purple. Hey, behave it's, yourself. It's pretty odd. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, legislators in Utah are considering moving Halloween to the last Friday in October. Love it. KSTU reports that a Senate committee... Hey, I'm Stu. This is my TV show. <laughs> Station. Whatever. Unanimously approved a resolution that would mean celebrating Halloween on the permanent date. It will go to the full Senate for a vote. October 31st would still mark the official holiday, but all of the trick-or-treating apparently would move to the last Friday in October. Well, what about Beggar's Night? Oh, oh See, you started this by bringing the story up. When I was a kid, we had Halloween, and then we had a, a designated Beggar's Night, where you'd go out, and, and that's, that was the night you'd trick-or-treat. Halloween, I think every city now makes their own decision. But, um, Why do you leave it up to the cities and the states? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't see that working. I love it. I, mean, I tried that thing of always having Christmas on a Monday, and people got all mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we always celebrate your birthday on a Monday? Well, that's the whole joke here. I mean, obviously, <laughs> if, if they're going to move, if Halloween's going to get moved to a Friday, what's the difference? They're not moving well, Halloween. Halloween's not a birthday. They're moving trick-or-treating. Right. Right. Beggar's, beggar's night, if you will. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you will. No, it'll, be really a hollow weekend. it'll be a Halloween mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. Oh, um, weekend. Okay. I ain't no hollaback girl. What are you talking about? Uh, well, we'll see. I don't... Who knows? I Let's mean, see. Uh, although this, if this is the future, that'll be the first time Utah's been celebrating the future, I think, ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, October 31st is on a Tuesday this year, so the, see, 20, that's no good. the 27th would be uh, Beggar's Night, if yes. you will. Yes. Because you have to go to school the next day. It sucked, except for my Catholic neighbors right. who have All Saints Day. Actually, hey, hey, um, hey, November 1st, important day. When I was a kid, we uh, we couldn't have it on a Friday or a Saturday. Why? It would be like Tuesday or something. More uh, more opportunities for mischief, I think they figured, on a week, oh. weekend night. Oh, no kidding. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh, we were badass. I'm not saying All Saints Day is not important. I'm just saying I, it made me mad that I had to go to school, and they didn't. Well. You were mad a lot when you were a kid. <laughs> the angriest little child. <laughs> no, pounding your fist on the desk. Mother. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Suit out there alleges that many bottles of the mini bottles, not okay. many. I know mini. you said bottles, I heard. but I heard buttholes. Bottles of fireball <laughs> cinnamon. The topic of mini buttholes would be <laughs> something we'll I'm just sure. table. Okay. That was a short lived cereal, wasn't it? The 
sort of Cheerios-esque. Hi, kids. <laughs> a big brimming bowl of mini bottles. <laughs> Woo. Even Count Chocula turned down our offer to I'm be in the you, box. We listen Fill to it to the again. rim. Your milk is chocolatey. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. So they're not mini. They're mini bottles. Of many bottles get. of Fireball Cinnamon are misleading because they do not contain any whiskey. CBS News reports that Anna Marquez of Illinois is suing Sazerac Company, the maker of Fireball, after learning that the drink is a malt beverage flavored to taste like whiskey. Which it says right on the bottle. The class action lawsuit alleges the labeling on the small 99 cent bottles of Fireball Cinnamon looks similar to the labeling on bottles of its other product, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. The suit states that customers expecting those small bottles to contain whiskey, quote, was an easy mistake to make and one intended by the manufacturer. It adds that federal and state legislation prohibits creating an overall misleading impression. The suit seeks $5 million in damage. Come on! (laughs) And it's not... It's a different... It says right on the little mini bottle what it is. This lady can't read. <laughs> uh, well, um... I, I like didn't know this. She is terribly litigious. I... <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm sure she's a fine lady. Uh-huh. I, I had no idea that it was different. I have a friend who is a big fireball guy, and he hands out those little bottles all the time as gifts. Oh, yeah? What fraternity is he in? They still have... have a friend who's into fireball. He is. They still he makes have, a fireball cake. Oh, it's so They good. still have alcohol in them. It's <laughs> just a different... cake? It's, yeah. whatever, it's a oh, malt it's liquor or something. I don't know. It just, but it 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 does say so on the bottle. Hmm. Uh, But she is. Did you know that she sued old granddad because the uh, guy in the ad (laughs) wasn't only he was only forty nine. Old granddad. I mean, really? Is this, the, the courts aren't busy enough. They got to worry about this. Who named? Who uh, named that? Old it's one of the best booze names ever. Old granddad, <laughs> <laughs> a functioning alcoholic, eighty-year-old alcoholic. God, that's great. Pasta fans, they can look forward to new two new Italian pasta shapes this year. Oh, All God, right. here we go again with the pasta. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dick. Pasta manufacturer. Svaglini, Svaglini, S-F-O-G-L-I-N-I, is teaming up with the Sporkful podcast host, Dan Pashman, to add Quattrotini and Vesuvio to store shelves in the United States. Quattrotini is served during Carnival in a small region of Sicily. Is this exciting? Is that Vesuvio? Isn't this exciting? V-E-S-U-V-I-O. Did you hear what he said? It's, it's called Quadrilene because it's got four little arms on it. <laughs> the original shape of four tubes connected by four-sided rectangle was altered to include ridges, making it easier to grab sauce. Well, it should be ruffles. Sauce. Now, wouldn't you listen this is exciting for you, Josh? Don't you love a little pasta? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a little pasta? Yeah, but but I, it all pasta. tastes the same. I don't really care about, uh, I'm not going to rush out and get this. Vesuvio. These are the guys, this is the guy that created that special pasta, uh, pasta what's called a cascatelli. Yes. That is designed to hold more of the sauce as you oh. eat it. Oh, Remember same we had some of that? Yeah, it was fine. It was good. He had engineers and yeah. chefs help him with that. I thought it was fun. Vesuvio, a short round pasta anchored by a large base that tapers into a cone, is named for its likeness to Mount Vesuvius, as Chick alluded to. It has been very difficult to find in the United States until now. No. Spaglini is the company, of course, that we talked about this. We had the story that the little star pasta 
was being discontinued by one of the companies. One company. You can still buy it yes, on right. other companies. Uh, people yeah. are upset, though. And, yeah, I know. Okay. Well, Try to find it. Um, this guy, just fun. Sure. Delicious, yeah, new, delicious pasta. New choices. Make yourself happy with some special uh, special pasta. I want it, to. It's pretty hard to get. The, what is it? The cascatelli. You know, I've been down a lot lately, Josh. I, I, oh, I don't you don't think some? You don't think so, if it was like don't lucky the charms? little bow ties make I you happy? Know, I like. I don't them. know what would make me happier. <laughs> bow tie pasta. You have any a little bow tie pasta? Any suggestions? How well, you know, chick. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Uh, Try these two new pasta. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> Look at that smile on your face. What a great time to be alive! <laughs> Who needs Zoloft when we've got two new pastas? <laughs> you could watch. You could watch old Redskins games where they win, and uh, I'll serve you up some nice cascatelli pasta. No, I don't want you in my house. <laughs> I wouldn't mind eating some of that pescatelli if you know that. Whoa. Whoa. Always liked her. Be careful. Three times she appears. So, Be careful. Quattrotini looks like if you took four um, penne pastas and put them together and put a little tube in the middle of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of pasta. That's I like breaking them and making a new pasta called Quadriplegi. <laughs> oh, then now, now we're doing spinal injury jokes. And Vesuvio looks like. Um, <laughs> what do you it, think? It, it, looks like? it looks like the top of a Dairy Queen cone. Yeah. Is, okay. Are we okay to eat pasta like raw? Is that okay? And that's, I mean, it won't hurt you. Sure. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, okay. Um, Might break your teeth. Now, the, the boat, you like the bow tie pasta. I do. What, is that Farfala, the uh, Farfali? Paul Simonini? Farfali? <laughs> The what? I mean, oh, that's the, a senator, oh, Paul senator, Simon senator, senator Paul Simon. Uh, <laughs> I would have gone. I would have gone with uh, with Irving R. Levine. Oh, okay. Lo- oh, Levine always, yeah. always wore a bow tie. Fettuccine uh, Levine. No, uh, no, 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 you prefer the you prefer the clip-on bow tie pasta, of course. Oh, How do you know Paul Simon wore a clip-on? Well, he sings about it. Um, <laughs> well, Paul Simon was a senator who always wore a bow tie. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that Josh has always talked about how he. Josh feels well, I, that the boat, the, the clip-on tie, is perfectly valid. I, I, yes. Especially a clip-on bow tie; those are right. hard to tie. The exactly. Ten most famous bow tie wearers. Uh, number one is Charlie Chaplin. What do you think oh, all right. Uh, Marco Blahnik. Manalo Blahnik. Isn't one of the science guys? Oh, uh, Bill Nye. Does Bill he Nye, the science guy. Oh. I think he does. Uh, Paul Rubens, uh, Gore Vidal, Winston Churchill, Fred Astaire, Alfred Kinsey. Oh yeah, he did wear a bow tie. And Alistair Crowley. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. Yes. Yikes. Okay. Mr. Crowley. <laughs> now, um, do you own here. a bow tie? I do. Oh. Is is it, it, do uh, you tie it or do you have yeah, to? Yeah, is it a I, I wear it once every three or four years. It comes up in uh, some kind of event where I have to wear it. But I wrap it around s- your dick. It's in a bottle. I kind of sort of know <laughs> how to tie a tie, but I don't. I, I am totally uh, unaware of how to tie a bow tie. No way. I couldn't do it. You, oh. you you have a clip on. You wear a clip on tie anyway when you have to wear a tie, right? No, no. But I'm just saying that I wish they were more socially acceptable. You have a lineup, ten guys, and one of them's wearing a clip on. They're all wearing. T- you wouldn't know who was wearing the clip on. So you tugged on it. <laughs> <laughs> who are you, Harpo Marx? What are you tugging on people's ties for? Hi, welcome here. <laughs> 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 Did you have the shop teacher who used to? 
have to, they had to wear a tie, but they would tuck it in. Absolutely. So it wouldn't get caught in the lathe. Yes. Uh, that was uh, just well, Mr. safety, Cap- Mr. Tapperton's face was <laughs> <laughs> pulled <laughs> into the lathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have Christy Lee at the Bob and Tom News Desk. What have you got? Well, since you love to talk about hair, Tom, scientists have discovered that humans likely possess genes for growing a full coat of fur, but evolution has disabled them. So in other words, we we used to be really hairy. Yeah, well... I kind of thought we knew this. I kind of thought we knew this, too. We've seen the the charts. Well, those charts are all made up. Researchers at the university. <laughs> Some guy I should, I've man. been on this hill for years. They're made up. <laughs> I've not seen like you. Darwin would argue with you. <laughs> Researchers at the University of Utah and the University of Pittsburgh hope that their findings could possibly lead to new ways to recover hair after balding. This has been published in the journal eLife. Stop. I mean, stop. Everybody what? who's bald, just live with it you're okay but i mean i think there's there are certain people that are, are bald because of perhaps some medical treatments or something so it would be nice well I'm, sure i'm perfectly fine not having hair on the top of my head I yeah get it. It's not yeah, yeah you never mention it yeah we can tell how you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely okay you totally are you'll look at total strangers <laughs> totally in, in the newspaper oh well, look at this guy well he got a bad haircut didn't he uh, i shave my pubes in the shape of an arrow pointing up there you go saying <laughs> <laughs> Brain throws people. They, don't, sure. they, they wonder what that means. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. The idea is that they could, just, they may be able to somehow genetically kick these genes back on. But then I, look what happens. What I'm, what I'm seeing is in the early experimentation of this, they're going to do some gene thing, and the guy is going to end up looking like a gorilla. Yeah, you know, it'll be. He, yeah, he, he there'll goes, be some trial and error. Yeah, he, he goes from being, oh, he had kind of a bald pate there. All of a sudden, he's wolf man. <laughs> Which leads us to this. Researchers are saying. What? Whenever I say Wolfman, I think it's only appropriate that we hear from... Hello there. Thank you very much. That's that's the Wolfman himself. (laughs) Have you ever noticed how um, Ben Affleck, his beard comes in? That kind of freaks me out. How how does it come in? It's like way up, like almost meets his eyes. Oh, he's got the high cheek beard? Yeah, he's got the high, real hairy... At the beginning of Urban Cowboy. Hairy face. Yes, John Travolta, John Travolta has, he has Wolfman face. Absolutely. The zygomatics. Yep. But, um, uh, or the, uh, as a, I think medical school would be the eye bone. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you think that they've got hair regrowth down completely, I, uh, Jeff Bezos is one of the richest people in the world, and he's maybe he likes being bald. Uh, I doubt it. Could it. be one of those things where he's like, you know what? Yeah. It's uh, two minutes in the shower. I don't have to spend anymore, yep. and that's two minutes. I could be. Uh, doing something else. I don't care. Uh, look at if me. there was a way, he'd look like Mo Howard. <laughs> See, now not only See? is it important Mo to you, Howard. but it's important to total strangers. You have decided. You're projecting. You're saying. Okay. Uh, nothing I can do about it. That's what I say. Is there any way, any way at all, you'd go to therapy? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been? This is a serious question. <laughs> it's not the first time he's heard this, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Next. <laughs> we recently asked Bob and Tom show listeners, do you want more Hello Dare? Or have you had enough? And the answer was a unanimous no, more. Excuse me. I think you're reading that wrong. There's not a comma there. They said no more. <laughs> Shut up and mind your own business. Get out of here. It's the best of Hello Dare, Volume 2, with even more rock from legends like Pink Floyd. (laughs) Hello Dare! Hello Dare! (laughs) You too! 
We've even paired Marty Allen up with early rockers like Ricky Nelson. Hello, there. The Big Bopper. Hello, baby. Hello, there. But the Hello, Dare craze isn't limited to just one music genre. Oh, no. This Willie Nelson country classic just got a whole lot more classier. Hello, all. And this catchy Broadway hit is even catchier with this catchy catchphrase. Hello, Dolly. Hello, there. <laughs> wow. Now what would you pay? Well, it doesn't matter. It's not available in stores or anywhere else. But as an added bonus, we'll throw in this incredible duet with everyone's favorite amphibious crooner, Michigan J. Frog. <laughs> 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 Take it away, Michigan J. Frog. And go. <laughs> you little mo- <laughs> It's the best of Hello Dare, Volume 2, only from Bob and Tom Records. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. That's it for another Bob and Tom Show Extra. Catch us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. For Bob and Tom Extra, this is Christopher. Take care, everybody. Welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although, I didn't really work with her a lot. But, Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.